I'm Caitlin Wittenberg. And I'm Santosh Sankar. And this is Dynamo Discussions. Whenever you're ready, Jenna, you go first. Okay. Hi, I'm Jenna, and I'm the CEO at ShipperMax. Hi, I'm Fabian. I'm the CTO of ShipperMax. Okay, great. Welcome. Thank you for talking with us. You are our first Dynamo team on the podcast. Yes. We're so excited. <laughs> we are excited. You guys are here. We've been building up to it for, gosh, I think about months. 10 years. Oh, the same uh, 10 yeah. years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so why don't you kind of each talk about who you are and um, how you happen to start a company? Just where did the story begin with both of you? So um, we, Jenna and me, we met a couple of years ago when we were b- both working for a commodity trading company in Germany. And in the last years, we, um, we looked at like many different business ideas and we even tried to import sake from Japan to the UK, <laughs> which didn't really work very well. And, um, yeah. So you try to import sake from Japan. Do you just love sake, or was it just like, no, not enough sake is here? We we, well, we, 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 were, we were stuck in, in Kobe, and they have beef, and they have a fantastic sake factory. Huh. So um, we spoke with one of the managers, and we actually imported some sake, but the distribution was a lot more difficult than we actually expected it to be. Well, how did you all meet, though? Like, where, How long have you known each other? Oh, we've known each other probably about four and a half years. Okay. Um, we used to work together in Germany um, for RW Supply and Trading, which is a basically it's a tr- commodity trading house that does propriety trading on the market uh, with coal, oil, gases, um, all the kind of raw commodities. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into this field of logistics? Why is that where everything kind of stems from? So... In, in the last couple of years, I worked in the commodity trading. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the last years, I worked in, in commodity trading, and in the last two and a half years, I worked uh, as a chemical fertilizer trader, and we we had to book ships for moving like urea around, and mm-hmm. like we moved stuff from the Middle East to the U.S., for example, and that's where I saw how tedious and how uncomfortable or like difficult it is to book freight and how problematic it is mm-hmm. and that is it takes a lot of time it's slow it's very expensive and i thought it's, it's more like 18th century than 21st century yeah so that is kind of where you saw the problem now how are you using Shipamax to kind of help solve that um yeah so to give you a bit more detail on that operation um, so currently when you book a ship today um it's very much like a mini cab operation which means um, one, it takes a long time, it's very manual, and two, the inefficient matching drives up the prices. And as, um, as a trader, as someone trying to book a ship, you're having to speak to many brokers. So, for instance, Fabian would speak to about five brokers, so he goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And back now, and forth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it would take about actually two weeks to actually firm up a contract on a ship. Um, and so what we're doing is we're using algorithms to um, bring down that booking into just a few minutes. So we already can take um, match a cargo with a ship in just a few seconds. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so when you had this idea, 
What what did it look like? Did y'all just go, hey, let's make this suck less, and then let's just do it, and then you just start? What was the process? So we, we had the idea, and we, we discussed it for, for quite a while before we actually started doing uh-huh. anything about it. And we, we, we just started, like, cold calling some, some companies and, and asked them, okay, we want to do this. Do you think that's a great idea? And overall, we got quite good feedback. And then we, like, we built a, like, a one-page website, and then we continued doing the same things so that people could basically see something. And they seemed to like it, and then we, we said, okay, Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Let's go all in. Uh, yeah. When long, was that? Yeah, I was going to say, how long? Um, I think, when did we decide? I think maybe February. February time, we actually decided to go and do it. Mm-hmm. And Fabian left his job end of February, and I left my job end of March. So it was Boom. pretty fast. <laughs> what was that like? like, just like leaving your job and starting a company? Um, it was tough. Like, I mean, I really loved my job before, so I was like quite sad to leave but I was also really excited about the prospect of starting something because it's something I really wanted to do for a number of years you've wanted to start your own company yes yeah. yeah how about you have you always wanted uh, to have your own company um like I, I had like a company when I was like in in high school and did just some websites for charities and to earn some some money but like when I left the company what I thought was very interesting that like the top managers of my company like they became jealous of me they said wow like you starting your own company, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. I never, I never was brave enough to do that. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, so you're relatively new to being founders, and so what about it has maybe taken you off guard or surprised you about it? Well, I think one thing which surprises how much a lot of people are just willing to help because they feel sympathetic to to us and because they they like the idea and like. It's sometimes like I mean former managers um, friends but also people we meet fairly randomly mm-hmm. they they spend spend hours with us and give us introductions and, and try to help us a lot which is really remarkable that's pretty awesome yeah so you are one of those people that was brave enough to start your own company what about you makes you a good founder um, I think well for me personally um, I think number one like uh, my top skill is listening um, which I kind of found over the years actually translates into um, high volume sales um, because people really trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also means really strong relationships internally within a company. Um, people will come and discuss their problems with you um, and ask you for their help. Um, and the second thing, which I think is really important, is I'm really, really effective at just getting shit done. Yeah. Yeah, you right. gotta do shit. Yeah. <laughs> you actually have to well, do it. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I think what, what I have, which is, re- is really useful, I don't give up easily. So if, if something's not working or it, it takes time or people say no to me, I usually don't care. I just, just try to find a different way of getting, getting what I want. You're very sure. tenacious. If we went to your childhood, would you guys have ever thought that you're going to help move bulk <laughs> commodities <laughs> around the world? I mean... What did you guys want to do growing up? God, good question. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to be, key, be a, like a, a legal engineer, but the job doesn't actually exist. Wait, a what? Like, Lego. like building, like these these Lego buildings for Lego theme parks. But it makes <laughs> sense that you've taken that and now you build technology. Yeah, it's, there it's is true. some relation there. There is something of, of building something cool. 
What about you, Jenna? Um, I'm not sure. I think I chopped and changed a lot, which probably says a lot about me. I, I think for a long period, I really wanted to be a, a pop star. Uh, yeah. As part of a uh, Spice Girls group. Fortunately, I can't actually sing, so that doesn't work. <laughs> you sure? Uh, we got a mic. Let's yeah, try. I'm sure. <laughs> you can't sing, but you are pseudo fluent in Chinese, isn't that right? Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't, say, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, so, like a few years ago, I could maybe get to a conversational level, but I've like really forgotten. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, okay, so you were talking about how you get shit done, and you're very tenacious. You're a very small. I mean, is it just you two on? Your team, or do um, you have more help? It does. We actually had a developer, front-end engineer, join us today. And oh. we have um, a very smart woman joining us at the end of the month, uh, leading the data science side. That's exciting. Nice. So your team is growing, but still a small team. Um, how are you functioning? Like, uh, Do you both kind of do a little bit of everything? How do you kind of delegate everything that has to get done? So I do all kind of the business admin side. So mm-hmm. sales, customers legal bits, um, the kind of hairy rubbish around recruiting, just anything that involves like documents, emails. Um, basically, my job is trying to make sure Fabian doesn't have to worry about paperwork and he can just develop. Yeah, so, um, That's nice. so my job is like building up the product and putting all the, the data sources and the, the technology together to build a, build a great product and also speak with, with customers to understand what they really want. So would you say you you are very busy? Are you very stressed out? Like, well, how do you deal with, how do you manage all you have to do? It's um, a good question. I mean, I, we come up with a lot with, like, priorities, like, figure out each day, like, what's the most important thing to get done, and mm-hmm. really try and focus on doing that and not getting distracted from it. Um, it's, like, it's a bit stressful, but a kind of healthy level of stress. Yeah. Um, and I think whenever you kind of go over that mark, it's like, you know, you just have to stop because otherwise it's not really productive. What keeps you up at night in terms of your company? What worries you? And don't say everything. If, if, there's, if there's one thing, if, if I could bring the genie from the lamp here and you had one wish, what would that wish be about your business to solve well, I mean, I mean, it was like kind of two two questions. So, I mean, like, what what, what keeps us up at night? I guess when we have, like, uh, when we speak with with a customer and we're like really close to getting him to try our product, then like we think, okay, how are we gonna get this move? Or like we have this investor who's interested, and in, like, how are we gonna convince him to actually give us money mm-hmm. to help help us build the company? Yeah. So, what is your very best day at Shipamax look like so far, where you're like, yes, we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's probably the day. Um, there's a super big um, company. Uh, they ship about 84 million tons of uh, a commodity across the ocean. And the day we convinced them to do a trial with us was pretty. Exciting. Yeah. How long did that take to, um, to actually convince them? So I mean, we we've been chatting to a junior guy in their team for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then he passed us up to the senior guy, um, and we essentially had one phone call with the senior guy, one face-to-face, and then it was done. Did you just cold call them up front, like, at the beginning, or did you have a connection? N- no, we, like, a, a, a friend of mine, he worked at the company, but in a different position, uh-huh. and that's, that's how we got, got, got into you. it. What about your worst stage of a Mac so far? I think, like, as, as a founder, you have, you have just, like, you have good days and bad days. And 
I'm not sure if there's like one thing a worse day, but I think generally it's just like, okay, if there's a problem, you just have to get over it and have fixed it. And, and so you don't let, you don't hold on to things. You no. let things go pretty, yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. I think you can't. It's just going too fast. <laughs> um, so I'd like to talk to you a little bit about being a woman in this yeah. very male-heavy industry. Yeah. I bet you've encountered just being the only woman in the room a lot. Uh, is that has that affected you in any way, or do you not notice? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm kind of pretty used to it. I mean, I studied uh, maths, economics, right. worked in commodity trading, then in technology companies. So um, most of the time, I'm the only woman in the room. Um, I'd say like since like 2009, from when I started working in a more professional environment, I think the um, the attitude towards women has changed dramatically. Like really improved significantly. Um, I still think there's a long way to go, yeah. um, but it's really going in the right direction. Do you have any advice for other female founders, particularly in very male-driven industries? Um, I think just like just keep doing like like just focus on what you're doing and execute it, and like no one's gonna give a shit whether you're a woman or not. Right, just be good at what you're doing. Just fucking do it. Just do it. <laughs> That's what we've gotten so far. It's yeah. just like honestly, just do it and stop talking about it. It's a good quality because <laughs> it's true. Doers are much better than talkers. Yeah. Frankly. So let's talk more. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. Sorry, I have to go. I got to go. <laughs> go do. Um, well, okay. So can you? It doesn't have to be directed directly to female founders, but just in general, from your experience so far, from starting your own company and all the different stresses and victories you've encountered, what advice do you have to just help someone do better? I'd say find someone you really trust to do that journey with you because it's really hard yeah. and I think it would be insanely hard to be either a solo founder or with someone that you weren't quite sure what their agenda was mm-hmm. and also we've been speaking with many 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 mentors and one takeaway with what I have is take the advice of mentors with a grain of salt because ultimately it's your company and you really have to think about it what makes most sense because your company and you care about the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you also have to live and breathe it and if it's not a passion or something you agree with. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree that mentors are a sounding board and everybody will have their opinion. Yeah. It, it's, it's good to like bounce back ideas. It's, it's like it's really, really, really important but like you, you have to think about it in the end and you have to make, make the call. Yeah. One last thing as, as we part here, um, there are a lot of people listening, and that gives you a great audience to drive value out of this. Where do you guys need help? Uh, good question. If there's somebody listening out there, where could they send you an email and say, hey, you know what, maybe I could help you out here? Yeah, so I think uh, always looking for introductions to friendly charters, so people who ship commodities around the world, um, as well as we are looking for really great um, ship brokers. Um, to come and join us. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay, well, that's that's all I have. Do you all have anything else you want to say? Uh, I don't think so. No? No. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, that's this week's episode. Check us out next week. We'll be back with more founders from the Dynamo program. You can say hey to us on Twitter at This Is Dynamo. We'll be there to answer your questions or you got feedback for us. Let us know. If you want to learn more about Shipamax, go to shipamax.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at Shipamax. 
And as always, you can learn more about the Dynamo program at hellodynamo.com. All right, thanks.